You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. All right, welcome back, dads. Brian and Trevor, what is new in your dad world this week? Well, our family just went through the New Year's, um, we call it New Year's cleanse or purge. We just went through our whole house top to bottom and got rid of all the extra stuff we've been carrying over the last year. And I got to say, it's very therapeutic. I'm feeling very relaxed right now. We're good. <laughs> Did you put it on eBay? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I'm looking for I, I, some I sent deals. It, I sent it in a big box down to your house, Jared. So eBay yes. away, man. There yes, you go. I'll take a look. Yeah. Trevor, what's new in your dad world? Oh gosh. Well, you know, not great news actually. Our our dog passed uh, two days ago of thirteen and a half years. So that was uh, a lot of tears from dad here and the kids. So that was a tough weekend. And then my car died like yesterday too. So I'm in, I'm in a bad shape right now. And they say bad luck comes in threes. So I don't know what's next, but uh, I'm I'm waiting for it. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Treb. That's rough, yeah, man. It's all That's right, rough. man. It's life, but. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, nothing, nothing new in the dad world other than just trying to keep my kids from wanting another dog right away. I just need a little mm. breather before that happens. I mean, that's that's tough. We've all been there with dogs, but did you use it as a moment teaching your girls? Yeah, uh, yeah, actually. And my father had passed a year ago too, and used kind of the same thing. Like you know, life's pretty fragile, right? So you gotta you gotta use every moment you can to the best of your ability and be the best version of yourself, and just kind of use that as the you know, he had a good life and, you know, he made the most of it. So let's do the same. That was my take home dad message. Yeah. That's the trade off with pets always, right? That's the circle of life. And so teaching kids, it's valuable. Yeah. I think it's good. I mean, I think it's good for them to see that at a younger age, mine are seven and nine and, you know, for them to just have to, you know, they can take some positive from it. You know, that life's not everlasting. Stuff like this does happen and you got to figure ways to get through it. But that's my pedestal moment, so we're moving on, and let's go talk about golf. <laughs> yeah, Trev, before we go, though, I kind of want to make you laugh about the whole situation. So um, over the last uh, probably three years, I've had to put down two dogs, um, and one of them um, was notorious in our household for getting up uh, on the table and just getting food off the kids' plates, especially my oldest son, who was probably two or three, really paid attention. And um, we had to put um, – uh, Lucy down. Um, and it was rough, you know, it was a rough time for me. Luckily, um, our son was still in daycare, so we didn't really have to deal with any of that stuff until we got home and was talking to him about it. And I said, you know, sad thing happened today. Uh, we had to put Lucy down and he said, Oh, so is she not going to bother me and my food anymore? Like it was just a simple thought. And I was just like, okay, all right, this is going to be all right. Cause I was worried. I was worried there was going to be tears and it was going to be a, a huge deal, but yeah, kids are resilient like that. So, um, probably harder on us, man. So I, I feel for you, brother. Yeah, I know. I texted you when I had to put my dog. I, I think I cried worse than anybody. I mean, I'm going to say that on mm-hmm. here. That was a tough mm-hmm. moment. But yeah, let's let's move on and let's go in. Today, we're going to get into golf goals, Patrick Reed, and Trevor, actually, you're heading out of there to Bandon. You got a boys trip in Bandon coming up. So we're going to cover all that today. Uh, let's start with golf goals. Do you guys have a golf goal for 2021? 
I think, yeah, for me, um, just to walk more, it's, it's crazy as, as that sounds, you know, I'm always trying to rush <laughs> That's your into goal, to walk more. Yeah. Yeah. To push the cart more. <laughs> I got this click gear thing last year and I want to use it and just to kind of enjoy each shot and not try to feel like I'm rushing through. So somehow I try to buy myself some time on the course, a little, a little more time just to be able to walk it and try to process the game and each shot a little bit better. I think every time I do have a bad round, it's cause I'm kind of rushing to get home or do something like that. You know, I'm not really focused on what I'm doing. So I have too many of those rounds. So that's, I think that's my best, biggest goal right now is just to kind of walk and slow the game down a little bit. I'll tell you, Chubb, I've been walking for the last like two or three years with the click gear and it gives you time in between shots to yeah. regroup too. So. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing to reset? Yeah. Get in your head a little bit more than Get I already in. am. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll let you know in 2022. Well, you've 20- learned some good breathing techniques, Trevor. So True. there you right. go. True. Yep. Okay, from our previous episodes, though, you need to write that down. But what's a score? We, we talk about scores all the time. Do you have a score you're work, you're going after this year? Uh, me, uh, you know, I think I think at my lowest is uh, seventy five. So I think if I can get anywhere close to that, I'm happy. I mean, everyone talks about shooting even par if you're in the seventies, but I think just getting back to where I was. I mean, that was you know four years ago. So. I've kind of fallen off a bit, but that's, I guess that's my score just to get back to my previous best. 75. I want to, I want to write it down. Okay. Yep, Brian, down. what's your 2021 golf goal? I'm going to putt. I'm going to practice my putting. Um, as long as I do that and like more than I practice my swing, I think I'll be a lot better by the end of 2021. So, um, spend more time on the practice screen. Um, and, and, you know, at home, you know, a little setup here in my office in between meetings, uh, just roll some putts, um, get consistent, get that, that nice feel as, as you know, people are talking. So start from the green out. So I think that's my goal of 2021 is focusing on the green. Um, and then, you know, as far as the score goes, um, I'd say, man, probably a 79. That's probably what I'd be shooting for is a 79. And I think, if I can get rid of some three putts, I, I could be close. Could I'm be going close. 78. I'm going one. Now I am going to go 78 as my goal this year. And I am going to get there. My goal is to get there by one, changing my practice routine when I'm warming up for a round, which is nothing for most of my rounds right now. It's <laughs> just get out just, of the car just, and play. It's dad time. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, warm up. That's, that's your goal. Just warm up. Just warm up. And actually, I'm going to change my course management and really focus on putting myself 120 in on those par fours instead of just bombing it all the time. So really adjusting that course management, adding some kind of practice routine, and 78 is the number. I'm going to write that down and put it on the fridge. Nice. So you said 124 is the number? 120. 120 is my magic number. I like between 110 and 120. Gotcha. What's that club in? Is that the pitching wedge? That is a pitching wedge, but it's not a full swing. It's to me, it's a nice, comfortable three-quarter swing, and three quarters back, three quarters through. One twenty is perfect. All right then. If it's a little bit, you know, I need a little bit more. I'll do almost the same to my nine, and that's that's kind of right where I like to be. Yeah, I think if I'm if I'm adding a golf goal, you know, as far as what I'm doing on the course, I think. It would be aiming to the middle of the green. You know, so many times I'm just looking at the flag, gunning the flag, and I'm just going for that number, you know, and it might be, you know, four steps off the back and three steps off the left and I'm, you know, pulling it and then I'm, you know, tripling from there. So I think just trying to figure out whatever 
be more aware of what the middle of the green is and aim for it no matter where the pin is and just try to take my two putts and for pars, you know? Well, I would be remiss if we don't talk about what happened this weekend with Patrick Reed and <laughs> he has stirred up tons of controversy. So we got to cover it. I mean, walk us through, Brian, you watched it. Walk us through the, mm -hmm. it was the farmer's insurance open. What happened with Patrick Reed? Yeah. So he hit a shot. I can't remember what, um, like on the whole, what number of shot he was hitting, but, um, he was trying to get on the green and he just got kind of left and short, kind of pulled it. Um, so left a little bit and it landed some thick rough. And if you look at the replay, um, you can, you can see the ball and obviously he's a hundred yards away, so he can't really see the landing of the ball that great, but, um, it, it hits the long grass, bounces up and then bounces back down. And like we talked about last week, I'm about 10% confident in my rule knowledge. So I'm not hundred percent sure what they're allowed to do or not. Um, but Patrick Reed came up, um, he marked the ball, um, and then was claiming that it was plugged basically. And so there's some kind of rule that if it's plugged, you can, um, and then you, you, you mark it. And if there's a question about it, you call a rules official over. And if it's all, um, you know, legit and on board, then you can actually lift the ball and clean it. Um, and so that, I think that was the. I think that was the biggest controversy. I'm not sure about cleaning it versus not cleaning it, but that's what he was checking with the rules official on is whether or not he could lift the ball and have his caddy clean the ball and then drop it back down in that same area. Um, but really what it allowed him to do, I think he was using the rules to um, get a better lie and, and get a better shot at the green. Cause it's some thick rough. I mean, it's probably like four inches of rough that, that he was in. Um, and so just trying to get it a little bit up so that he didn't have to dig it out, um, quite so much, but, um, yeah, some controversy cause Rory had kind of a similar situation and I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's just, you know, the, the questionable because on the replay people saw it bounce, but you know, in person, nobody oh, yeah, saw it bounced. bounce, yeah, you oh, know, it so, so it's, it's, it, it was just a weird thing of like, was, was he using the rules to better his lie and is that really the essence of the game and so and yeah it's patrick, patrick reed and he's a little bit questionable to begin with so yeah um, well i mean that's kind of the thing right it's it's you know he's been through a couple of different rules disputes in the past and most notably that 2009 hero challenge one where he was in the bunker right and so that's kind of where it stems from so nobody really kind of trusts patrick reed i guess and so when he does this and I think, you know, I, I saw it too. And he, on the way up, he kind of asked any, you know, anybody if it had bounced and there was a volunteer there, it said no. And so he, mm -hmm. he automatically assumed, I mean, I was speaking for him, but that it was plugged. And so if it breaks, it causes a divot in the ground, then yes, you can pick your ball up and it's a club length back according to that rule. The question is like, you know, it bounced. So how does anything get embedded? Most players, when they do that, they, if they see it bounce, they just, play it as it lies because they know they can't get an embedded ball but he was kind of fumbling around and there were some like slow-mo takes of what he was doing maybe pushing his thumb in the ground to make an indentation i don't know you know yeah, that's he was trying of, to show mm. the lip line right or the uh, yeah yeah the, 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 whatever the, it's called the dip the dip mark the divot mark um, right not the divot but you know the ball mark the thing was he didn't call the official over beforehand i mean most of those guys i would assume and rory didn't do this either but you know, if there's a question, you wouldn't touch your ball, right? Like if you or I were at mm -hmm. the course and that happened, I'd be like, hey, Brian, come over here. Like, right. you know, are you okay if I do this? Not like, me. I'm, I'm so nervous. No, not me. <laughs> Jared, Jared's, Jared's fluffing it up already. But, you know, he, he, he did. And Patrick Reed did ask his, or tell his other guys, hey, guys, I'm going to deal with this. But, I mean, I think he was playing with guys that were 
playing well at the time, but you know, I think they had like, you know, a total of 20 starts you know, on the tour. Mm-hmm. And so they're not going to like say, Oh, wait a minute. They're worried about their own, their own deal, their own game. So that was the other thing. I think the other players just probably didn't want to deal with it either. Yeah. And yeah, he I mean, didn't win by one shot either. I mean, let's just call that what it yeah, is. Or two or whatever. He was four. It was four. He was 14 under, I think. Right. And the next guy was nine under. Is that right? Right. Right. So it wasn't, I mean, you could say it's day three, not day four. Um, you could go into all that, but the essence of the game, we're talking dad rules here. We're dads, but (laughs) (laughs) we're not on, we're not on tour either. And that shot's not costing us $200,000. Right. But it's integrity. Even if it's 25 bucks, it still, still means something. And and what it is, is it's, if your kids are watching, you know, as a dad, like, do you say that's okay and, and allow that to happen? Or do you want them to kind of be more like, like Rory or somebody on 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 tour that has the integrity and is known mm-hmm. for their integrity, right? Like I, I think it's I think it's the latter, which is not Patrick Reed. So I mean I I think this whole situation was just a bad representation of I, I wouldn't want to show my luckily my kids weren't paying attention at all and didn't, don't really know what's going on with the rules. But if my kids were old enough to watch that, I'd be like, that's not how you play. I think that's it's a great lesson yeah. to teach your kids too, though. You said it. It's your integrity and your reputation. If you get known as a player who's bending the rules. You don't get that leeway. Rory has it. Patrick mm-hmm. doesn't. You know, Rory's right. Rory's not on the articles. You know, today he's not all over the headlines. So that that's the lesson I take away: teach your kids to follow the rules, get that, build that reputation. And you know, not that Patrick Reed's a bad player. The guy, the guy's got multiple wins. He's very talented. He's just, as you said, he's been in those situations. This isn't the first time. Yeah, and I think there's there's different guys and different methods of using the rules, um, to benefit you. Cause guys on tour do it all the time to, you know, improve lies and, you know, they, they use those rules, but when in doubt, probably 98% of the people on tour are doing it. They'll take the penalty over trying to get, you know, an improved lie or, or whatever it is. Um, it's just that 2% that, that are really looking and they, they know the rule book well enough to say, Oh, this is my chance to improve my lie and, and, and really, you know, like you said, get $200,000 more <laughs> if that were right. the case. Right. So that's it. Right. So, you know, moving on from Patrick Reed, let's go into Trevor. You got a Bandon boys trip coming up. I have never mm, played Bandon. Yeah. What's, Jealous, the, what's the plan? Jealous. Yeah. So Bandon's on COVID rules and I live in Oregon, so I can drive there and, um, you know, they have no in, in dining, it's all takeout stuff. So um, it's going to be a different trip from years past. I mean, I've always said it's kind of like the Disneyland for golfers. I mean, you want to ride every ride. You want to see every part, part of that course. But, uh, yeah, it's super fun. They, they added Sheep Ranch last year, which is their newest 18-hole um, track. And they had it last June. I've that This will be my first time playing it. Yeah, we're going February, and it, we've got a stretch of weather that's pretty solid. You don't get weather like this in February. It's going to be like 55 sunny and a little oh, bit of breeze man you're going at the perfect time Good i work. picked it picked it right you know it was raining and like you know an inch of rain a day like a week ago and probably a week after but that's just how it happens some days we get that some days sometimes we don't so so trev let's set the scene for jared because i've been um a couple never times been. a handful never of times jared's never been maybe some of our listeners have never been abandoned so just to kind of set the scene um it's a small town on the coast of oregon um southern oregon so you're kind of getting um, a little bit of Northern California weather, like you said, it could be, you know, hailing sideways, <laughs> but, um, or, you know, sunny in 55 in February. So, um, it's, it's really a crapshoot on weather, but the courses, there's 
five now, full courses, full 18 courses, I believe, um, with Sheep Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all link style courses um, in pristine condition. Um, and there's, you know, lodging and there's restaurants and bars and um, they've just got the perfect setup. All you do is go there and golf and you're just hanging out with people that are golfing. And so it's a lot of father sons, it's um, groups of uncles and, you know, grandfathers like or just group like buddies that golf all the time and 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 are just down there for the experience but um it's root you know it's for us it's not once in a lifetime but um i i think that um you know having played there once i'd, I'd be satisfied with um you know my experience with band and dunes it's just such an amazing place but um yeah talk about the the courses treb because you got them all booked so maybe you can get ready for the different courses yeah, we always try to touch them all, and it's kind of interesting because, you know, we usually play the four 18 rounds, four 18 holes, but then they have to the fifth course this year, so we're trying to squeeze the fifth in. So we usually go three days. Um, so this we're showing up on a Thursday playing 18 at Bandon. Bandon Dunes is the original course designed by David McClay Kidd, and that was the U.S. Amateur um, last year, I believe. And uh, So that was kind of made famous, I guess, through that course. It's an awesome course. And then a couple other courses, which um, are on always the top 100s, is uh, Pacific Dunes, which is uh, a couple scenic par threes back to back. I mean, that's kind of their signature holes. You'll never forget it if you see it. Uh, it's one of those ones you just you always look forward. To. You're always you're always thinking about number nine and uh, excuse me, number ten and number eleven. Yep. yep. And uh, and then uh, Old Mac is kind of a newer one too. I think it was put into play like maybe eight, nine years ago, and it's pretty open and wind exposed, but um, big greens. I mean, I've never played at a old uh, St. Andrew's old course, but I would imagine it's pretty similar. Their greens are huge at Old and, Mac. And undulating greens. Like there are no, yeah. there's no flat greens. Like you no. can get on the green, quote unquote, but you are, if you're like 20 feet away, you could have three different hills you got to go over just to get to the hole. Yeah, most of us are worried about three putts, you know, but you play old Mac, you're worried about four and five putts, literally. Yep, I mean, it's yep. it's buried elephants and uh, it's it's tough. And then another one out there, which is a top, it's, it's, at first I was always like, everyone always says this, I was, I played band and trails, which is kind of set back in the trees. And when you get there, you're always like, oh, I want to play on the, on the ocean. I want to see the ocean. I want to, you know, play Lynx course. And you're just like kind of brush, you know, trails off. You play it because you're there. But then, you know, you start getting back to it and you're like, man, this is a really well laid out course. It's super fun. It's challenging. And it's it's actually probably one of my top two um, there now. Um, at first it was like five, four. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good track, too. And that's that's growing on always at the top 100 list as well. And then um, so that's it. You got Bandon Dunes, the original Pacific Dunes, I think was, was next. Then you had Trails and then Old Mac, Old McDonald. And then fifth is uh, Sheep Ranch. Jared, there are a couple other ones that, you know, it's kind of a booze, kind of a finishing round booze fest. Mm-hmm. It's uh, something called uh, the Punch Bowl. It's a big, huge green. Tell me more. That, oh, Yeah, yes. yeah. So it's a huge <laughs> green. It's right below um, Pacific Dunes Clubhouse. So you got some bars, uh, drinks available, and it's an 18-hole putting course that they change every day. And so you've got just every group that ends up there later in the evenings having cocktails, playing putting games. And that usually holds everyone's attention, you know. No you bets. Have, no, no bets, bets are going down there. No, no. zero, no. none, no none. Uh, shirts stay on most of the time, um, so that's good. <laughs> and then uh, the third, the, actually, the final kind of 
I guess, attraction there is something called the preserve. And Mm -hmm. it's this 13 hole track that's, um, it's not even a part three. I mean, I would say some of them are like part two, but they play like a part five. I mean, the distances are anywhere from like 60 up to like a hundred and I think 50 is the longest one, but, uh, awesome. I mean, if you have a chance to look at the, um, the website and you can look at the preserve, some of those gallery shots are just amazing. I mean, you got dunes everywhere and just different terrain. It's, it's phenomenal. So it's, that's it's also, a, it's a par three course. That's a link styles par three course. And it, it, it feels like you're on a abandoned dunes. Like it's, it's, mm. It's amazing. It's like immaculate. Yeah. It's it's great. It's just it's all par threes. That's that's the only difference. Like it's and it's good. It's probably the best the best margarita shack too um, mm. on the Oregon coast <laughs> on the turn there. So you guys yeah. got to stop and get that. And you know they let as many as you want go out. So I mean we've had groups of 12, 16 playing out there. If you know if you mm-hmm. let if you let some people play through you. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's super fun. Yeah, we played many, before where, where it's our it's our last round, Trevor, and the caddies that have been with our groups the, the whole day are still our caddies on on the preserve, and <laughs> it is it, it is it is an S show, man. It is yeah, it is yeah. it is good times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God bless them. I mean, oh, stick geez. with you guys and and hang oh, out the preserve last day. But, man, jeez, <laughs> that's above and beyond right there. I hope you tipped them well, Bren. Oh yeah, I tipped him. Tw- I tipped him twenty bucks, but the other person paid him. So, <laughs> Jared, there, cheap dad. I like it. Well, this week, Trevor, I hope you guys really tear it up. Have a great round. We want to hear some scores when you come back next week. We'll be sharing how you actually played. And oh I, man, I, I pressure's on. Pictures of scorecards. I want to see it all. Oh, that seventy-five is safe this week. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, well Jared, wait. hopefully we've built it up enough so that you can make the trip with us next year when all this COVID stuff's um, lifted for California, Washington, go down there. So, yes, let's uh, let's, let's plan a trip. We can all go We're down gonna... there and and we can record your reaction to to some of the first that are happening to Bandon. Ah, I would love it. So this week, guys, we sat down with Will Davenport. And great interview. Will's episode was all about the Masters and his experience caddying at the Masters. So looking back at that interview and that episode with Will, what was something that stood out to you guys you can pull away? I think for me, just the fact that he was there just to give us kind of a take, even though it was a COVID year where the gallery probably wasn't the same, you know, but just just to hear his kind of take on it, just, you know, you always see on pictures and, you know, video and everything, and then to actually be there, just that feeling that was pretty awesome to to hear from him. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say outside the masters, you know, just hearing about his mid-am experience, you know, just hanging with the guys, um, but playing you know, kind of professional golf at that certain level. It's, that sounds fun, man. Like, it sounds yeah. like, like yeah, if there's they, ever a midair am tournament that comes my way, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to watch these guys. That sounds they, like a perfect pre-kid like routine, right? For like three or four years, the midair, just like, mm-hmm. you know, just live it up. Just live it up. Go have fun yeah. with your boys yeah. and, and yeah. play some serious golf. I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. loved hearing him his experience about that. To be honest, starting this podcast, I didn't know a lot about the midair, you know, those guys. So it's really shown a, a lot of different levels. So go back, check that episode out. He talks about it. Definitely different than the masters. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, Will was a great guy to talk to. One of my favorites, super cool. Can't wait to get him out. Brian, remember he's going to come out towards uh, chambers Bay and try and play. So you that's need to right. Hit. Yeah. In the four ball, I've already marked it on my calendar. I'm going to, I'm going to head out there. I'm going to check it out. I, I've also heard that there's, I'm going to be some other celebrities that are trying to get into golf that are out there. So, um, yeah, it should be a good one. I'm going to go. 
We'll get you a t-shirt. Go out there and stake out the grounds. Yeah, and there we go. We'll bring a mic. <laughs> yeah. And then next get, week. I got to get my game in check though. Cause he, he did say that he, he would play with me ahead he did. of time. So he did. Oh, yeah. Pressure's I get my on. Game in check. Yeah. Bring I'll the get your new clubs though, Brian. You're good. Just warm right, up with those clubs. That's right. Yeah. yeah I told PXG too. I, I messaged PXG, told him that you're now an official <laughs> PXG member. So oh yeah. Checks in the mail, Brian. Checks in the mail. Yep. That's right. <laughs> they, they said, oh, yeah, his, his, his payment cleared. So, okay, we'll talk to you. <laughs> and next week we sit down with Andrew Jensen. Andrew runs his own golf podcast, but he does a ton of work on YouTube. So that's going to be super fun to sit down with Andrew. Um, take a look out for that episode. And then we'll get to hear about Trevor's Bannon trip also. Oh, boy. I like it. You just listened for free. Now here's the deal. Go to our website at birdiedads.com and join us. You will get our golf starters guide and our golf coloring book for kids free right now by signing up. It just takes an email. Thanks for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time.